to the Conquering Cancer Creatively Talk Show. I'm Sue Kennedy and today in the studio we have a very special guest. We have with us Vanessa Cumdrew from The Essence Within. Vanessa has created the most amazing program predominantly for anxiety and she's here to discuss more about this and how it can benefit you. So we welcome you Vanessa. How are you? Oh hi Sue. I'm really good thanks and thank you for having me on today. You're welcome. So tell us uh, a little bit of background around anxiety so that our audience can perhaps, you know, for those that don't quite understand what it's about, uh, yeah, can you just tell us a bit about that? Okay, well, I have had my own journey with anxiety and I call it the silent struggle simply because so many people have anxiety yet um, the people around them may have no idea what's going on. So anxiety can creep up on you without any warning and it's seemingly without any meaning of meaning or cause. As anxiety resides in the background, it just waits to rear its head and pull you down and draw you back into the past, back into past experiences, and it propels them into the future, into your now. So even though anxiety, it's, it's ultimately just a feeling, it's so powerful and it steals moments of joy, stillness and happiness from you in that moment and even after that anxiety attack has, has passed. So it may not be easy to recognise someone that has anxiety because at face value they don't seem to be any different. So they can still go to work, they can still go shopping, still have lunch with friends and still be high-functioning. But... See, on the outside, nothing's changed, but on the inside, it's a very different story. They could be a nervous wreck. So it takes everything that they have and all of their experiences um, just to hold it together because there's, there's so many different sensations running through their body, so many different thoughts going through their mind at once, and it's really hard to keep composure, but over time you, be, you become really good at it because I guess the more you try and control, it's a form of control, controlling this anxiety, it's actually the less control you, you have over it, over any situation that you're trying to control. So anxiety is debilitating. And it impacts almost every facet of someone's life. It re- it's restrictive, it's limiting, and you feel powerless to your condition. Mm, wow. Actually, I, I remember a few years back I got anxiety and depression and I had no idea that that's what it was. So, you know, I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of people would be in the same boat that they don't even know that that's what they're going through, let alone anyone else knowing. Do you know what I mean? Well, because, you know, we all know the, the normal symptoms of, you know, the heart palpitations. Sometimes you might be sweating. Um, you get that, that uh, fight or flight response. But there's so many other little symptoms that you may get that the next person doesn't get. And, you know, we just really, it's, sometimes it's hard to put down what is actually going on. Mm, and it's different so for it's everyone. Yeah, it's different for everyone. And it can even be different depending on what that trigger is. Mm, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, for like cancer patients, a definite, you know, possibility that they would be going through anxiety because of the whole, just the, just the word cancer. Is enough to exactly. get anyone anxious. Exactly. That fear would be unknown. So anxiety is driven by fear. So there, we, I mean, straight away, that's we've, you've hit it on the head, mm. and it in turn inhibits change and progress. So it's all about how you manage that fear, how you perceive fear, um, and so many things. Mm. So it's paralyzing to the core. Yeah, and and, and you know it impairs judgment. It clouds your thinking. It limits and blocks your ability to love and feel peace and joy. 
Um, in my case, it's it predominantly affects my driving. Mm-hmm. So, I, um. But it's not limited to that. So basically it revolves for me around emotional and physical safety. Wow, okay. But people can have anxiety over giving a speech. Mm. Oh, look, there's all forms. It can, it, it can be over anything at all. Mm. It doesn't have to be about anything major or let's say something big because if you're experiencing anxiety, for you it's something big. Exactly. Where for the next person be like, really? And how how could you right. possibly get anxious over that? Yeah. Mm. But it's, you know, as, well, as I said and you said that it is, it's different for everyone. And and even if you have the, you're anxious about the same thing, you're still, are, you know, going through it on different on a different level to the next person. That's right. And then with anxiety, it's something that builds. So it works on um, how we remember things. So let's say, for example, if you've had a car accident. So every time you drive past that place that you've had that car accident, even if you're a passenger, that anxiety is going to come up because it's it's all about the memories that mm. are created. Yep, exactly. Yep. In that experience. And what we're remembering, it's what our body is remembering about how we reacted last time. So that's basically that's what we do. That's what it thinks is normal, that we reacted this way before. So, oh, that okay, might... this is how I'm supposed to react. Yeah, so that's, a, that's what I'm normal. supposed to do. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we think, oh, that's normal, so let's do that. When yeah. in actual fact it's not. So... You mentioned, I think, a few causes of anxiety. Can you tell me a bit more of what what causes anxiety? Yep. So anxiety can have many starting points and any number of them can be a trigger. And it is based on past experiences that have brought on fear, like we just discussed. Mm -hmm. So that fear is often irrational, but that doesn't make things any easier. And it's a complete body and mind feeling. So even though we know it's the thought that triggers the physical sensations, they happen so quickly that we can't differentiate the two. Because we might, as we go back to that uh, reference of a car accident, mm-hmm. we think about that that place is coming up, so that brings on the anxiety. We visually see it coming up. If we're driving along that path again, mm-hmm. and that triggers the anxiety, but it all seems to happen at the same moment. Right. So, in our body, we can't differentiate whether it what's happening first because it's that quick. Mm. Wow. So often, anxiety is rooted in low self-esteem, with a belief of "I am not enough." Mm. I don't deserve, and it is driven by perfectionism and very high standards. Wow, okay. And well, how, how many people do, well, I think nearly everyone at some level has that, you know, I am not good enough. That's right. Mm. But I guess it affects people or how strong that belief is. And mm. and maybe how it how that belief came about. Yeah, exactly. Um, so if you're um, prone to nervousness or you know you're a worrier, you find it might you might find it difficult to manage your stress, which then builds or can build into anxiety. Because if you don't release that stress daily, it just builds and builds, and it, that bubbling over is the anxiety because it's got nowhere else to go. Yeah, yeah. So um, our emotions are just, they're just our thoughts and emotions are thoughts in motion and when they stop moving, which means they haven't progressed from a thought to a feeling and then released, they're not no longer an energy in uh, a thought in motion. They are a thought that has travelled through the emotions, 
but maybe not allowed to become a feeling yet because we didn't like that thought, so we pushed it aside because it was uncomfortable or we feared it or we didn't like it and it became trapped in the body and it hasn't been released. Mm. And isn't it uh, true that, you know, when we do trap these emotions in there, they can actually turn into disease? They can, very much so. Um, we hold anger in the liver um, and there even is such a thing as dying of a broken heart. Mm. Um, heard that. All sorts of things. And breast cancer is associated with um, not nurturing yourself enough. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know because that. That heart area, that that chest area of, well, the lungs are the life force energy. Mm-hmm. So if you have anything going on with your lungs and you, you're not being able to breathe, you're not taking in or you're, you're not able to take in that life force energy. And the digestion is all about how you digest your life, how you digest information that you receive, how you digest your emotions, and things like that. So if you're getting indigestion, mm-hmm. mate, what is it that you're sitting there going, I don't want to accept, I don't want to acknowledge, you're chewing it over, but you're not doing anything with it. Yeah. It's just sitting there mulling over, giving you heartburn and indigestion. Makes, yeah, so much sense. Yeah. So... We have to deal with this. So many contribute. There are quite a few contributing factors, um, which um, can be um, related to anxiety, and it can be any one of these factors or a combination. So it can be genetics. So mm. when it's genetics, you could have a predisposition. Just like you can have a predisposition to cancer, you just need that trigger to trigger it into um, motion. Into motion. Mm. You can have a family background of it and anxiety can be learned. So perhaps if someone in your family was suffering anxiety and you saw this happening all the time, well, you'd grow up and you think, well, that's normal, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. So this is what I do. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Again, it can be triggered by a physical health condition, which is a disease or an ailment, or perhaps it could be an, um, a chemical or a hormonal imbalance. Or there's environmental issues, which, you know, are very good at triggering anxiety, work, um, social life or lack of, um, news, world events, anything like that. And then there's um, a specific traumatic event which mm. triggers the anxiety. Yeah. But you're reacting in response to outside forces and outside influences, but it is also quite possible that you are making yourself anxious with the negative self-talk and you are, in fact, talking yourself into that state of anxiety. Mm. Yeah, which I believe but, I think a lot of people do. Without even realising. I know I know I'm big for that. Mm. Um, so your mind goes straight to the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah. You 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 make a phone call and someone doesn't pick up. Have they had a car accident? Exactly. Well, that, has something happened? And even the same like with with cancer. Straight away, yeah. you know, the well you've got two choices. You know, you you either think the worst or you embrace it and just get on with it and, and you be the one in charge of cancer and don't allow the anxiety exactly. or any of that to come in and take over, which is what that's I did. What? So, you know, this is what... And, and that's the thing. Um, it comes down to having that choice. Mm, exactly. It's not, an easy, it's not an easy thing to do. It's not. It really isn't. This and is why I've started this because it, it is. It's so difficult. Uh, and this is why I'm so grateful for, you know, people like you that can help explain, you know, a, around anxiety. So I'm, I'm so thankful. So if you're an anxious person and you get, you know, a diagnosis that 
but it's not a good one, mm. you're not going to cope at all. No. But this is where my program that I'm going to talk about at the end comes in because it's not it's, – it's something that's going to help you in everyday life. Mm. So we can manage what happens and, and be like Sue. Yeah. That regardless of what life throws at you, yes, it's going to rock your boat, but you can rise to that challenge and you can meet it. Mm, exactly. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. apart from your program, which I'm very excited to hear about, uh, what other treatment is there? Um, well, let's do it a little bit more to talk about in regards to the causes of anxiety. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, so if anxiety comes on suddenly, it may have been laying dormant within you, again, just waiting for that something to be triggered. Mm-hmm. And that something may be something that's so insignificant that you can't understand why it's happening. But it's that little something that's come on at that right time to say, I'm here, what are you going to do with me? Mm. (laughs) And then that flow-on effect um, is, again, how you choose. Um, And I say choose because it is a choice and most likely it's an unconscious choice, like you said, Sue. But now that you're aware, you can go about changing that. Changing those thoughts. Mm. Yes. Um, so take a look about look at and how stress and anxiety play out, um, whether it be in that moment or after the event. So what do you say to yourself? Do you, do you then beat yourself up for what you felt, how you've reacted? Do you feel guilty? Do you dislike yourself even more? Do you call yourself names, say I'm hopeless, I can't do this? And when you do, this then, you then step into those words and those feelings and you become them. Yeah, you do. And you've created another story around this anxiety. And you've turned over your personal power to that anxiety and that, and to take that power back, um, when you have an anxiety attack, it's just that once that moment is over, you don't carry on with it. It's over. That experience has happened and it's done and that those thoughts and those the feelings that you have in that moment don't have to define you. It is just another experience. It is just one of those moments mm. and you let it go. You then don't continue on with that self-talk you get on with what you can do. Yes. Love it. So now we can talk about the treatment. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So the treatment varies depending on the cause. And knowing the cause will help you understand your anxiety, where it comes from. Um, But not everyone can pinpoint where that anxiety stems from. So start by um, letting someone in because quite often we feel so alone when we have this anxiety because we don't think anybody understands. Mm. We don't think anybody's there for you. People think I'm crazy. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. You have to let someone in, whether it's a good friend, whether it's a counsellor, a doctor, somebody. Mm. You have to start letting them in and talking to them. Um, So even in talking about that um, is a good indicator of what may be going on. It's the words that you choose to say. It's what you choose, you know. It's all of those things. It's your story. And someone on the outside is more has more chance of picking it up because they're not seeing it. They're seeing it from a place of objectivity, whereas you can only see what's going on through a place of emotion. Mm. And you're too attached to that emotion. You can't see anything but 
how you feel. Yeah. yeah. Speaking to somebody else, even if they're not an expert in anxiety, may be able to help you as a starting point. Mm. And we, as we know, just talking is therapeutic. Oh, exactly. Even if it's if it's not about the actual problem or issue you're having, you know, just just to have that interaction with someone, exactly, is really helpful. That's right. So if you go to um to see a psychologist, perhaps they the first thing they'll probably suggest to you is something called CBT, and that's cognitive behaviour therapy, and this is. Um, addresses the negative patterns and the distortions in the way we see the world and the way that we see ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it teaches you, teaches you to stay very much in that present moment. So they'll tell you things like if you're washing up, that's what you focus on. You're focusing on each item that you're washing up. Mm. You're not allowing your thoughts to drift off to now all these things that I've got to do, what if this happens, what if that happens, you're already in the future. Anxiety is all about living in the future or living in the past, Mm. not living in the now. We're worried about what can happen. Yeah, and And it may may never happen. (laughs) And most of the time it doesn't happen. Exactly. Look, staying fully present is key. It's just, that's just... Yeah, and it just takes practice. It's that, like everything. Everything takes practice. It does, yeah. Pulling yourself back in every time your thoughts wander. Yes. Okay, they've gone, come back. Also learning relaxation techniques such as mindfulness, which again is about being in the present moment. Mm. Things like meditation, progressive muscle relaxation can bring significant relief, relief to anxiety. But you have to practice these things regularly. You can't just wait till you're having a you're in that moment. Yeah, exactly. And hope that yeah, that's the magic. And hope the magic yeah. happens. Yeah. It doesn't. No. And there is no magic pill. Sorry to say. <laughs> no, no, there isn't. But it same. Down, it comes down to you taking the personal responsibility yeah. to do. And it is just practice because I know I was the same and I just, every time a a thought would come in, I'd be like, no, it's okay, I've got this. Thank you, but I've got this. That's right. And I would just send it on its merry way and, you know, concentrate on what I was doing, you know, at that moment in time. That's right. And And it's just practice to keep doing that. Exactly. Hmm. And you don't beat yourself up every time you have that wrong thought. No, no. Because it's, you think about how long has it taken to create where you're at. Mm, exactly. Most likely a lifetime. Yep. So you can't expect change to happen overnight. No. You've been a whole life, which could be 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 or more years to create this and foster and nurture this beautiful relationship you have with your anxiety. To, mm. to get it to where it is now, exactly. expecting that it's going to change after one day, one session, anything, it's irrational. Exactly. But it's not going to take as long as it did to, to create it, but it's constant work. It is. So work at changing it. So this sort of leads me into the next question I have for you is about how long before, you know, you can expect to feel better. Okay. So... Before I answered that one, we've still got more talking about that, but in saying that, some of these things, uh, in doing these things, each day you're, you're working towards feeling better because you're doing something for yourself. You're being proactive. Mm. I shouldn't say treating yourself, but managing what you have. Yep. Managing your anxiety. So doing breathing exercises while experiencing your anxiety can really help, which is the slow, deep breaths in and the even longer, slower exhales out because that is what calms the nervous system. 
it gets rid of that fight or flight response. Mm. Once your body is breathing slowly, deeply and calmly, it can't be in a state of fight or flight. It can't be both because they're at opposite ends of the spectrum. So practicing that as well, even while you're not in that state of anxiety, really helps you get back into that state of calm. Regular exercise. It releases that feel-good hormone of oxytocin. Yeah. The body can't feel good and be in an anxious state at the same time. No. Again. Mm. And while you might have heard of many of these things before, this is why they make sense. I'm not just giving you throwing all these words out at you because if you don't understand the why, you're not going to do it. Mm. Yeah, no, exactly right. And a diet high in sugar only will exacerbate those problems of anxiety mm. and also high in caffeine, coffee and stuff like that, um, Coke. So when you eat cleanly, your physical body is stronger and you're far more able to manage your emotions and your anxiety. When you're full of sugar and caffeine, you're already flighty from from that. Some people get the shakes, some people get the jitters because they're already, everything is sky high. And in some ways they are a little bit high. Yeah. But they can't come, they've got to come down from that high. So... Your nervous system at that point is all over the shop. It's wired. It's ready to go. So if your physical body is far more grounded by the foods that you eat or what you don't eat, you are less likely to have those extremes of highs on highs and lows and you'll feel far more balanced and you won't have the extremes of that anxiety will be far lower. And journaling, again, is another good exercise to do, Mm. especially if you do it daily because it allows you to acknowledge and release those feelings and emotions that we soak up each day. And it also helps you understand yourself and what is coming up for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, And for women predominantly, it could be hormone-related. Women go through so many hormonal changes through their life, hormonal upheavals. Mm. It's starting off with puberty, PMS, pregnancy, perimenopause, and then menopause. Even a hysterectomy throws everything out of whack. So without any other factors influencing, this in itself can send the body haywire because your hormones are all over the shop. Mm. And when they're all over the place, they then affect, it's a snowball effect, it affects other other organs and other ways that, that this, the body system is supposed to be. So sometimes, you know, I suggest maybe if this is you, a visit to your local doctor or a, nat- a naturopath can probably address that, even before you get to that point of anxiety. Hmm. That's great advice. Even if you're just highly stressed, even if you've just got a job that, that you know, you don't sleep very much and you're full, the pressure is full on, going to, to see a naturopath or a doctor can really help you um, get back on track. And even seeing a doctor and having some blood tests just to make sure because you skip meals, you don't eat properly, and everything's gone askew. Mm. No wonder, yeah, the body reacts yeah. that way. Mm. And it, we also have some other points to consider um, which can help you, like setting firm boundaries. Um, no means no. It doesn't mean, oh, damn, I wish I'd have said no and I've actually said yes without thinking because I don't want to let somebody down or whatever. Um Working with your inner child, addressing those I'm not enough, I don't deserve feelings, looking at the amount of sleep that you have. If you're sleep deprived, 
everything is exaggerated. It's like driving drunk. You've got no control, less control over your faculties, less control over everything when you have not a lot of sleep. Um, think about any medications you may be taking which could be affecting um, your body, your sleep, your health, anything like that. Alcohol, what daily practices and routines are you doing? Are you doing meditation every day, the journaling, taking time for yourself, that self-care? Um, are you a sensitive person and how, what is your nervous system like? Go and see an energy healer. Use essential oils um, and find some physical and emotional support. Just having that support makes so much difference to know that you're not going it alone. Mm, yes. You can deal with so much more when you don't ha- when you can share that load. Mm, exactly. Um, we don't have time to discuss all these things in depth, but I just thought I'd mention them because they are other options to explore. Mm. So the big question, how long before I can expect to feel better? That's a loaded question. It's just like asking how long is a piece of string? Yes. (laughs) So if you follow up with the information that I've given you, you'll definitely have significant changes. These changes are lifestyle changes. These changes are health changes, which everyone could benefit from. And really, it's but, it's however much you put in is what you're going to get out. Exactly, mm. exactly. Um, what I forgot to mention earlier is about antidepressants. That's another treatment option. Mm-hmm. And if you decide to go down that road, they usually take three to six weeks to kick in. So don't go getting on them and expect Overnight. I'm taking a yeah. tablet now and I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it might take some time to find the right one for you. Mm. And, so, and again, yes. it'll depend on the person too because, you know, they might say that it's about a six-week, you know, before you notice anything. But, you know, for some it could be a little bit less, a little bit more. That's right. And I would suggest you start off on a lower, low-dose one mm. and see how that goes and if you need to increase it. Yeah. Um, but what I do want to mention in regards to antidepressants is that they only treat the symptoms of anxiety. They don't treat the cause. Mm. So the best thing for you would be is to look at doing other work in conjunction with yep. taking antidepressants. Mm. Um, now, if you're doing um, seeing the... Um, Psychologist, and they refer you and say CBT, which is the Cognitive Behavioural Therapy. That can, again, take 12 to 16 weeks um, before you actually just notice some big changes. But, again, you can feel shifts earlier than that as well. Um, the best answer to what is what works for you is, is to manage your anxiety yourself in an overall approach. Mm. Don't rely on just one thing. Yeah, because, you know, you you may need a few different things to help you. That's right. And what works for one does not necessarily work for another. Exactly. And what may have worked for you when you first got anxiety doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you today. Hmm. So, and it can be trial and error. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, depending on the cause, depending on the severity. Um, but starting off with the basics, which I've which I've given you, will certainly brighten your well being and improve your physical, mental, and emotional health. Definitely, definitely. overall. Yeah. So you still be able to get through each day and manage it. And you can help nip it in the bud before it goes to a full-blown anxiety attack. Mm. Which, yeah, is what we are trying to avoid. 
Exactly. Mm. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. So, yeah, you need to put a little bit of work into, and yeah, the sooner you put that work in, the sooner you're going to feel better. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And so yeah. talking about, and I don't know if this is something that everyone may understand, but, you know, we are all energy. So, and people do understand about other people's energy and their own energy, but because you do energy healing, I just wanted to ask, so, you know, this might be a question that people that, you know, are into this and understand it. So how do they know um, if other people's energy is affecting them? Okay, I've put this in because it is part of my program. Mm -hmm. Because my program is designed not only for those that have anxiety, but, of course, it's for those that are highly stressed, mm -hmm. but for those that are empaths, mm -hmm. now an empath is someone, just making it brief, an empath is someone that takes on the energy of and feelings of those around them as if it's their own. Mm -hmm. And then there are people that are very sensitive to energy. And energy comes in many forms. They're sensitive like they'll feel if you have arthritis, they might feel in their knuckles or their their bones when it's going to rain. Mm. Sensitive because they can feel the shifts in the earth. They can feel perhaps if there's a, going to be like an earthquake coming. They're sensitive to vibration. They're sensitive to noise, light, anything. Mm -hmm. Um. Their senses are heightened. Yep. These aren't bad things. No. But you no. have to learn to manage them. So I'm not going to talk a lot about energy, but I'm going to start off with giving you some examples and then that might help you understand. Mm -hmm. It might help you understand, highlight what, what this means to you. So yep. you have a conversation with somebody. Right. So you're on the phone or you bump into them at the shops and you walk away from them and you think, oh, my God, I feel so drained now. I feel so tired. So what's just happened is that they've just offloaded all of their stuff onto you and you, being the sponge, you've just absorbed all of that. They walk away, they feel really good because it's gone. I released all that. Yeah, they've offloaded it. <laughs> you're full. You've got all of this yuck that they've just offloaded onto you sitting within your energy as if it's your own. Mm. Another example is you feel drained when you wake up in the morning for no apparent reason and you're exhausted as well. Mm -hmm. So we all have energy cords and every time we communicate with someone else, whether it be in person online, through thought, we collect their energy and it, it attracts to us through our aura. We collect it on our clothes. We take on their emotions and feelings as if it's their own because our body doesn't know that that energy is not ours. It can't differentiate, say, oh, that's Mary's energy, that's Joe's energy, and this is your energy. Mm. We've collected it it's on us, it's in us. So we respond as if it is our own. Another example, how many times have you gone shopping and you come home and you feel like you could sleep for a month, you feel nauseous or you've got a headache? Again, there are so many energies in that shopping centre and they're not all positive. Mm. They're just waiting to jump on you and attack a passerby. Yeah, well, um, that's, that's exactly what happened to me today. <laughs> I came yeah. home and I felt terrible. That's right, because you've collected mm. a bit of everybody. Yeah. You've got a bit of everybody attached to you now. Yeah, but I feel better now. Now that I'm home, I feel a lot better. Because you're in your own space. Yeah, exactly, and I have lovely yeah. positive energy around here. That's right. And, 
and this can play a very big part in someone who, who has anxiety. And your anxiety, in fact, um, or it can be a contributing factor, that this anxiety is not even yours. Mm. What if you're around somebody that is so negative all the time and you're just picking it up, picking it up, picking it up, and you're picking up their worries, their concerns, and there is so much that it's now made you anxious. Yeah, that's, that has happened. And that's happened. why I'm including it in this program or, or talking about it today because it's an important factor that is often overlooked. Yeah, it is. Well, and especially that's for right. those that don't, don't understand it. That's right. Mm. Oh, I think that's great. And, of course, you can't see it. You don't know. No. But I'm pretty sure we can all relate on some level. Oh, well, now that you've explained it, I'm sure that a lot of people go, oh, I get that's it right. now. I understand now. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. That that's Now I know why I felt like that. That's right. That's great. So what we want is to clear our energy and make sure we only have our own energy. So doing things like having an Epsom salts bath, journaling, meditation, having those strong boundaries can really make a difference to your energy field and how much of that energy of everybody else's you attract. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, tell us a bit about the program. Can we talk about that and what we yeah, can Yeah, we're, we're talking about the program now. What can we so expect it, from Yep, so it's through my own journey with anxiety that I have developed this program. And it really digs deep into the, um, uh, to the basis of uh, working with and managing anxiety. So I've come to discover that it's not just one thing. It's never one cause, but it would have started out that way. Mm. Um, that that one thing has been left unacknowledged, untreated, and it has grown and snowballed. And it has collected many other of those one things along the way until it has become the monster that it is today. Mm-hmm. So it's through this course that I've created, we're beginning to unravel that snowball. So one by one we unravel that ball until it becomes smaller and smaller. And we do this because we want to feel better. We need to feel better. And to do so is self-care. And self-care acknowledges that core issue of I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, and I don't deserve. So in doing this course, in saying yes to this course, and you are giving and supporting yourself. Mm. You are saying yes. I deserve, yes, I want to feel better, and yes, I'm worth it. Mm. I am I love it. Do something for me, purely for me. So my program addresses all of what we've talked about today and more. It's a 21-day intensive where we start off with a 30-minute conversation about your anxiety. So it is targeted to the individual because everybody is different. And then for the next 21 days, I will send you information or guidance about the contributing factors and how you can create change. So we start off with um, the, the diet or the, the gut health because there is a correlation between the gut and the brain. The gut is also known as the second brain. So many of the messages and the thoughts are created in the gut. So if we have an unhealthy gut bacteria or microbiome, our thoughts are going to be just as yucky and messy and murky. We have a healthy body, our thoughts are going to be a lot more positive because we're doing things for ourselves. We're doing things that matter Mm. and we're saying I matter. So in focusing on just one area a day, it gives you time to take in and process that information and work at how you can fit that into your life. So what dietary changes can I make in my life 
to, to allow me to feel better. And, you know, the next day we might do sleep, we'll do meditation, we'll do journaling. We talk about lots of things, 21 different things actually. Um, so then midway through we have another conversation to see how you're going and, you know, if anything needs to be tweaked. Um, and then at the end we have the final conversation in regards to the program, um, what has worked for you, um, what you have found the best and where to from here. So this program is priced at just $333 and you'll get life-lasting changes with quality information. So what I'm sending you is not just a one-page document. Some of them are four or five. Some of them are up to 12 pages. And you have that information for life. Mm. It's not just gone and you can refer to it any time that you need to. But on top of that, they're getting three sessions with you, which is amazing. one-on-one -on -one sessions with me, three phone calls. Mm. So you can expect to feel better overall in just a few weeks, physically, mentally and emotionally, because you're making these changes across the board. We're not just focusing on that one change. And as your lifestyle changes, you won't be so busy because we're often so busy because we want that distraction from what we need to focus on. You won't be so stressed mentally or physically and you'll be less anxious. You'll begin to feel more relaxed, more focused, and you'll have more clarity because your body is being supported. Mm, awesome. You're giving it what it needs. You're shedding away that old skin and you'll begin to feel more in control of your life because you are rather than life controlling you. Mm, exactly. And you can expect overall happiness to begin to return and that inner peace as well as that drive and that passion for life can start to to spark and ignite again rather than thinking all I want to do is stay at home and be by myself. Oh, I've lost a little bit of weight with this diet that I'm on. I've been exercising more. I want to go out and buy a new outfit. Damn, I look good in this outfit. I want to go out and show off this new body. And look at those thoughts that are emerging. I actually want to go out now. I want to go out and show off my new body, acknowledging that I've lost weight. Look at how that mindset has already shifted. Mm, and self-love coming in there, I, I heard. Exactly. Well, that's awesome. And, and because you have that clear thinking, you'll actually be able to see that for yourself. Mm. So what I'm giving you is life-changing. And it can turn your life around. It can give you a 360. Um, but you are the one that has to do the work. You have to take that personal responsibility to do it. Mm -hmm. I can give you all the help that you need and all the support in the world. But if you do nothing with what I give you, you'll not see any results. Mm -hmm. Results are reflective of what you put in and the time that you spent. Yeah. Well, yeah, it goes back to what we were saying. What you put exactly. in is what you get out. Exactly. And you don't have to spend a lot of time. Like, say for exercise, I want to go on the treadmill. That's what I love doing. Choose an exercise that you actually enjoy. If mm. you choose something just for the sake of doing it and you, and you don't like it, you're not going to stick with it. No. So when you have a treadmill at home, I've been meaning to use that. Okay, you spent that money to buy that treadmill. It's taking up space in your house. Use it. While you're on that treadmill, okay, let's let's kill two birds with one stone. Let's listen to our meditation. There we go. We're doing two things at once. Let's do our journaling. We'll put our phone on, do the voice recorder, and record, voice record our, our um, daily journal. It's a time to get creative. You don't have to think, oh, my God, I've got to do all these things. I've got to add all these things into my life. I can't do it. Yes, you can. If you go for a daily walk, you can do the same. Voice record your daily journal or you can pop on a meditation. Hmm. Learn how to get creative. Learn how to 
factor these things into your life rather than thinking them out of them as a chore. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like I, I do exercise every day and that was one of the big things with my cancer that I did do that. But, again, I used to keep putting it off because it would be like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be able to fit that in. But, honestly, once I started and, I, you know, I felt the benefit of it, I felt so much better. It, it just became part of my routine and it ended up, it's funny how it shifts around, my life then worked around my gym <laughs> My workout, exactly. it was like, no, hang on, I've got to go for my workout. So, yeah, and it's it's amazing how your mind shifts and it's in, in a positive way, so it's great. Exactly. So all you have to do is start. Like even with yes. exercise, if you just give yourself 15 minutes. Exactly. That's 15 minutes more than what you were doing before mm. and then you can gradually increase it. But if you give to yourself you will receive back. Exactly. I love it. The big question is, can anxiety be cured? Well, that's dependent on many factors. Hmm. But it can be managed and its effects can be lessened. Yes. So you can gain back control of your life and your sanity. Hmm. I love it. So this program, of course, sounds amazing, Vanessa. It's... um, you know, I haven't done it, but I think I might sign up just to say that I can really, you know, um, let people know exactly how amazing it, it sounds so then I can tell them how amazing it is. So can you tell us how people can find out more? Like how can we sign up for it if, you know, if our listeners here are interested, how can they sign up? Okay, so if you want to know more about this program, it's called Regain Your Sanity. So you can contact me on my Facebook page, The Essence Within, or you can send um, me an email to my email um, at theessencewithin at gmail.com. I can send you the information and then we can have a quick chat over the phone to see if it's a good fit for you. Mm, Sounds awesome. Well, I just want to thank you so much for your time and expertise today, Vanessa. It's been so wonderful finding out just how you know your program works and just all about anxiety as well and how it can help so many people um, and not just cancer patients because there's you know like I think every person at some stage has gone through anxiety so thank you so much for joining us that's okay thank you very much I really enjoyed being here today too oh that's awesome So to our listeners, thank you for joining us and we look forward to sharing more information with you in our podcast. So until next time, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Bye for now. 